Amanda and I'm Kristen and we are the extra sisters so sit back relax and let's get creepy welcome to episode 140 and in this episode we are going to be discussing the third installment in the saw series such named saw three so (laughs) original yes this is our third year as a podcast so we're going to be doing lots of threes as I posted on Instagram recently which Mm -hmm. I'm a big old dumbass because (laughs) let me tell you I posted like a bunch of like stills of like the third like I posted like Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and Saw 3 like just stills from the movies Scream 3 Paranormal Activity 3 like we're not doing all of those but we're doing some of them so I was like which ones are we doing this year my dumbass posted a picture from Scream 2 Oh my god! I don't. (laughs) I was like, it didn't click with me. Like, yeah, Randy's in this picture, but I I know the difference. Like, and her bangs weren't so. (laughs) I can't take the picture out once it's posted, and it actually got more traction than most of our other posts. So I'm just gonna leave it up. But I know somebody (laughs) is gonna go on there and be like, "That scream too." I know, I know, but it was too late. (laughs) Right. So be sure to comment on that because you messed up. I know. And like, it was one of those things where I just put like scream three and then Google images. And I just like grabbed one and just assumed that somebody else wouldn't fuck up. And I, I just, I was tired. Uh, it was like 11 o'clock at night. How know. dare you be human? I know <laughs> I should do better. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So saw three and we do have some thirds coming up this year mm-hmm. that we obviously already did scream three and this is saw three. And you know, this is actually my first time seeing this one in many years. Saw one and saw two, I tend to watch more and I just kind of stop there because at some point the Saw series got a little dicey for me, mm-hmm. not the third one. And I even think the fourth one, but when it got to the fifth and the sixth is where it got really murky for me and I don't really remember much and I don't remember enjoying them as much when they came out. And so I don't really think I ever revisited it, but I don't have do you you watch them correct like regularly yeah, usually about once a year I end up watching the whole series because I I just enjoy the Saw series I just recently finally got to watch Jigsaw that had taken me a few years to watch but it was okay same as the rest of the Saws I have not watched Jigsaw yet I just I mean I remember I think when I was 17 the sixth one came out and that was the last one that I saw and I saw it on my birthday and I lost my job on the same day. That was great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I had a job. It was the best fucking job ever. So if y'all know what a land center is, I don't know if that's still a thing, but like I, yes. So every, when I was in middle school, there was this land center in this, my little hometown and they had a ton of PCs and a wall with Xboxes and we would just go on like Friday or Saturday nights and hang out with like the boy you liked and your friends or whatever. And sometimes they would do lock-ins and so overnights and you and your friends, you could get on MySpace or you could play Doom and like, you know, we'd play Guitar Hero and some of our friends would play Call of Duty and Halo and stuff. You know, it was great. It was a lot of fun. And then so when I got of working age, I think they hired me when I was like 15 or 16. I worked there and I'm getting around to the point, I promise. And it was amazing. It was like a little small business and they hired me to work on the weekends. And I, it was my 17th birthday. And at first I went to see saw six and I was really disappointed and I I wasn't a huge fan. And then I went by and I was actually with my coworker that wears about two is a couple years older than me. And we weren't, I stubbed my toes so hard and I was wearing flip flops that I peeled all the skin off of it. It was a a terrible day. It was, yes, it was awful. And the next year, dad was dead, so it was even worse. Oh, so, my God. No more birthdays last, for you. It was the last time I was happy. No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then I go to Whereabouts afterwards because my friend Joaquin and I, who I still talk to, which is cool, but we, my coworker, we go up to Whereabouts, and he's fucking selling everything and closing the business, and we had no idea that was happening, and we were employees. That is so fucked up when owners do that, though. Like, at least let your employees know. 
it wasn't like, you know, because we were teenagers, so it wasn't like we needed the money to live on or anything, but it was still like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, and it was still just heartbreaking because it was such a cool hangout place, you yeah, know? Like, definitely. the whole community was, like, super bombed. That's crap. I know. Ugh. So, but Saw 3, I have good memories of because my mother was horrified that I liked the Saw movies because they came out when I was pretty young. Like, mm-hmm. what, the first one came out in, what, 04 or something? Yeah. So, this one came out in 06. I was in eighth grade, I believe. So, I was still in middle school when this one came out. And I liked the first and second, which my mother was just appalled. <laughs> As you could imagine. You know my mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we hate horror. Yeah conservative christian not like the horribly bigoted conservative christian she's pretty accepting but like you know still and she's actually when we did our mother's day episode in year one talked about how she was kind of horrified that i liked (laughs) horror get it horrifying horror yeah so no way i know it was unintentional but there it is (laughs) so especially it's like one thing for your kid to watch like you know Nightmare on Elm Street, because that came out when, you know, her and my dad were, what, in their teens, 20s, whatever, they 20s, I guess. That's a classic. But when Saw was coming out, and it was so groundbreaking, and, like, this gory, just torture, like, I mean, it was, it was just, when we talked about the original Saw and talked about literally it being kind of the first of its kind, mm-hmm. and then your kids watching it and enjoying <laughs> it. And my dad is egging this shit on. (laughs) Of course. So my dad and I went and saw Saw 3 in theaters. I love that. And yeah, so I have really like sentimental memories about specifically Saw 3. Like with all the Saw movies, because my dad and I really loved them. But he took me to see this one specifically in theaters. And I remember like the poster with the teeth hanging and everything. Mm -hmm. So really... You know, re-watching this, I do have some issues with it, which we'll get into. But just as far as, like, nostalgia goes, it's really hard. I don't know if you ever get this. It's really hard sometimes to watch things from a critical eye when you have such an emotional, like, yes. tie to it. Yes. I, there have been a couple on here that I've been like, oh, God, I hope she loves it because uh, I love this movie so much. <laughs> Yeah, and you want to be as like critical as you can, especially because yes. you know I don't I don't know about you, but like especially as time goes on as we do this, you like I I want to be a critic, you know like yes. as, as we started this, we're like we're not movie critics, blah blah blah. But now the more I do it, and I'm like I am a horror critic, like <laughs> you know. Yes, um, no, I definitely feel you. Like I find myself the more we watch, actually seeing camera angles and what the director's doing and how it was written, and yeah, I really try to look at it with that eye sometimes, but. We did Heather's recently for Patreon, and that was really hard for me because I just wanted to quote the movie and just geek out with it. But I'm like, okay, no, Kristen, there's other stuff in the background. Yeah, you're like, this movie is perfect from up to down, down to up, (laughs) like left to right. Christian Slater's in it. Exactly. Yeah, and that's why this is off, you know off not really off topic but you know your man christian slater's in it and that's why it's so hard for me for like the for star wars fans a lot of people have a problem with this new star wars movies i'm like adam driver kylo ren i'm (laughs) down they're wonderful they can do no wrong i watch them over and over you know but and it is hard sometimes but i i will say there were some issues that i had with this movie but overall especially with the earlier saw movies as and when they started developing the more intricate plot points for the characters yes it did stay pretty interesting to me now i do have a some problems with amanda in this film uh, just a little bit Mm -hmm. but for the most part i like what they were doing and we'll get into the plot but i like what they were doing with trying to give them a little bit more depth than just being like a torture porn kind of movie Yes, that's why I like going through the series, because they still try to keep some sort of storyline in it, and I like that they're trying to do that. Well, because it's, it's, Saw's always been different. You know, Saw and Hostel get put in the same camp a lot, mm-hmm. but Saw's always been a little bit different, whereas a lot of people think Hostel, it is, you know, you obviously have people trying to escape, but when it comes down to it, it really is just a game of torture. 
-hmm. Whereas this one, I do feel like sometimes it tries to be a little like pseudo deep, if that makes sense. Like, and I'll get into my issues with that. I think it was also a victim of the time, Mm -hmm. but, but this one has always tried to be a little bit deeper than just torture porn. Well, yeah, I mean, the the whole premise of Saw is that Jigsaw is trying to make you, you know, value your life. How right. are you going to value your life if it's just handed to you? But if you have to work for it, then you are going to walk out of there breathing that fresh air and never looking back. And that's the deep part of it. And then, you know, we have torture and blood and horror and gore. And it can do something for both types of horror fan there, mm-hmm. you know, because a hostel, it's really hard to get a horror fan that wants a story to just want to watch hostel. Right. Or something like it, or like the green inferno. Like I know the green inferno has a story, I guess, but it's kind of a side thing. Right. Or for what's happening. I, I haven't seen it, but I would compare it to, I don't know, a Serbian film or human centipede you know something where people just want to see disgusting terrible things we have a little bit of a story in saw yeah they want to see the limits being pushed the special Mm -hmm. effects being pushed you know and so this this does have that for everyone now i will say looking at this how far we've come in some of the acceptance of mental health and how we deal with that it's really interesting because back in 2006 you know between 04 and 06 it's like oh we're gonna you know make people appreciate their lives and now it's kind of like wow that's some of these things that he's saying to these mentally ill people is really insensitive Mm -hmm. but it's really interesting how that has like back then it's like okay this is basically you know having people face this and now it's like and back then it was like oh yeah like you know I would you know, he's trying to make people appreciate their lives. And then it's like, or now it's like, he's just being a fucking asshole, you know, is kind of how (laughs) like I, I perceived it now. It's also interesting to me how this is all a little off topic of what I just said. But when I started watching Saw 3 just last night, and this happens every time I watch Saw or like any of (laughs) these types of movies, I start out like really like squeamish and I'm like am I really going to be able to watch this whole movie and by the end I'm like in the face you know (laughs) yes I feel you I was actually like sitting before watching Saw 3 going oh I have to watch it but am I gonna want to deal with this and then yeah I agree by the end it's like oh that was fine whatever that dude just got shot in the face it's fine yeah you just like even from out you know minute one to minute you know 90 this is longer than that it's about two hours but you know two hours that was crazy to me too to see that like saw you think an hour and a half two hours it doesn't feel that bad it does not not bad but long but but even from start to finish you desensitize you know and we always talk about being desensitized through years but even from just start to finish here it's like and this is actually as far as saw movies go not too bad but really when I'm I'm thinking the running through my head of the first one and the second one they're really not I mean they are bad but you know compared to a lot of other films they're not really just there were a couple things in this one but they really spaced them out pretty well it's not just constant <clears throat> in your face you know what I mean exactly like we have a torture scene and then we go and we see our you know, we see Jigsaw is dying of cancer still, and we're dealing with that drama, and then we go back, or we go back in time and deal with this family and what's going on in between, you know, a guy with a big old loop through his freaking jaw, and how is he supposed to tear that out? Right. I don't know what kind of gore gets you the most, but I think my biggest one is, like, bones, for whatever reason. Like, bones snapping out of skin and stuff. Yeah. Or just, or in teeth. Those yeah, are my things. I don't I don't know. I think mine is more of like the little stuff. Like what I'm thinking of right now is like actually Saw 2 gets me a lot more. Like when she puts her hands up in those razor things or when she gets dunked in the pit and all the needles are sticking out of her, that stuff gets me more. That stuff's the ugh. Yeah, the needle thing's a special kind of fucked up. Yeah. That was a very creative little throw in on their part for that one. Yes. In this one, they're really 
isn't much i would not want to be put in that rack at the end like that's terrible Mm -mm. kill me fast yes that's exactly what i was thinking with the bones like yeah we'll get there and then also in the beginning so this one picks up pretty much right where the second one leaves off as far as you as the viewer Mm -hmm. and when if you go all the way back to the second one remember we were dealing with the people in the house and that detective and his son so detective matthews is his name and he was looking for his son who was put in the house with all of those other victims including amanda and we all know at this point that Amanda is basically a minion for Jigsaw. Right. And becoming Jigsaw because he's going to die. Yes. Or that's what she wants anyways. But it picks up where he is put in the same bathroom as the first one. And the first thing, th- this is where I was like, I don't know if I can do this, is when <laughs> he is literally beat- mangling his own foot to slip it out of the shackles that he's in Mm -hmm. I see that shit like oh oh my god that's funny because I was sitting there thinking you know looking at that foot on the ground where he cut his foot no I don't think I could do that I don't think I could do that but I think I could probably man up and break my own foot yeah to get out of there see like I I I'm sure when it came down to it I could probably I don't know like the just watching it like the slicing is easier for me than the beating. And I don't know why. Same oh, thing with the razors. eventually you got to get through the bone. That's the ugh. That's true. But the bone is what bothers me. So like. <laughs> so then what would you do? Would you stop at it? Like you I, I see just, the bone and you're like, I'm out. <laughs> just cut the skin off. You can like slip the bone out, you know. Just ugh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. We've reached the point. I'm gagging. Just, you, you know, you can slip, like, you know how, like, you see those cartoon meats where, like, the little bone is sticking out? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I would do. I oh, think. my God. <laughs> Just slice I it hate off. That. I hate that picture so much in my brain. <laughs> like, the little shavings of meat that you get at the deli. Just slice oh it Oh, right my off. God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably die, to be honest with you. I've yeah. talked about my will to live before, and it is not that high. <laughs> so. Yeah, but starving down there. Whew, that's not a good one. That's a bad yeah. one. Yeah. But you're probably going to bleed out if you cut off your own foot either way. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So just cut yourself in the right spot and just bleed out. There you go. All right. Cool. We got it figured out. Honestly, trigger warning. I'll give you a minute. Not a whole minute. Okay, you're done. So I would probably just like slit my own arms to be perfectly honest. I just kill myself. Oh, that's the stuff. See, that's the stuff that gets me. Like in freaking. Uh, okay, I, I thought you were going somewhere else. I thought you were going to be like, that's the stuff, right? No, no, there. no, 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 no. When we're talking about things that get me, that make me cringe, you know, it's not even horror, but 13 Reasons Why, when you watch her slit her. Oh, God, no, stop. I hate that. Okay, see. I've already given a trigger warning, so <laughs> I, I'm going to continue on this path. As someone who has self-harmed that way in the past, I thought I don't mind that shit. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. I mean, uh, I, I, that, I guess that's why, like, when she puts her... <laughs> this is really dark. This is, <laughs> we've gone from A to, like, the letter H real fast. We're <laughs> like, you know, A to, like, I don't know why. We didn't go from A to B cleanly here. So I guess that's why that doesn't really bother me. One, because I think that's why breaking, because I have had experience with cutting. So <laughs> I, the razors from like saw two that I'd be like, yeah, that I would, that would be my trap first of all. And second of all, I, I mean, it would be horrible and hurt. I also didn't really see a way out of that. Cause I'm like, you're going to cut that specific artery or vein or whatever. And you're going to bleed out when she sticks her hand in the fucking trap. Yes. Okay, but if she had, like, used both of her hands and kept one open, then she could have reached in, grabbed the fucking needle, come back out, released the blades. She was dumb and just went, ooh, I'm going to go in. I mean, that's what I would, yeah, that's the only thing that I could have thought of, too. But it's like, I didn't think Jigsaw would be that simple. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like that's the point of Jigsaw is you're supposed to take a second, look at the fucking trap that you're in, and there's a way out of it. Do unless the way out you're, of it. Unless, unless Amanda said it. 
Yeah. That's what we find out in this movie. Right. So we'll go back to talking not about self-harming and suicide. <laughs> and we're fine. We're fine. We'll talk about it again because it happens in this movie. <laughs> we'll circle back around. Don't you worry. Yeah. But so in this one, we basically are in, we have Eric Matthews. He breaks his foot with a, a, a fucking, t- the top of a toilet lid, first of all. It's not see that <laughs> anyways so he doesn't make it anywhere by the way because then we have like later these detectives are stumbling upon a different jigsaw scene and they're like is it detective matthews and it's not so they still haven't fucking found him no so and also the kid's probably dead like everybody dead <laughs> and this woman is like obsessed with one finding officer Matthews because like she cared about him, whether it be romantically or a partner, it doesn't really matter. Like you just care about a friend, like, and you want to find him. Cause obviously something terrible happened to him. That's a fair thing. Right. But they found an aftermath of this jigsaw trap. And this man was basically, rigged up in different points of his body like in his skin his jaw like in the mouth and outside and his achilles tendons which that is just this is the one i wouldn't make it through Mm -mm. i would not yank that shit out of like he has hoops through his hand like i don't know if anybody listened to our stigmata episode you know like they they think that they crucified Christ through the palms. He has hoops through that and has to yank it through his fucking hand, which is exactly why I said you couldn't be put on the cross like that. I couldn't do it right there. I would fail. I'd be like, you can blow me up. I'm cool with that. It'll be At fast. least a bomb is like, <laughs> you're done. It'd be fast. I, yeah. I, oh, that's the thing too. I think I would assess the situation if I was ever put in like a jigsaw trap and be like, what's going to kill me faster? The consequence of failing this or having to get out of this. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Like, I mean, he has to pull that shit out of his freaking Achilles, like you said, and all these parts. Are you going to bleed to death by the time? He's got a, lo- a hoop through his jawbone. There's no way to get that out. There's how? How are you supposed to yank that through your jawbone? And even if you survive, what are you supposed to fucking do? Go to a hospital and be like, hey, so... <laughs> fix this like right i'm I'm sure they will but like your the recovery from that and the long-term effects like what kind of quality of life is that in quality of life matters exactly yes and Mm -hmm. maybe if if that's something that like you don't really not that i mean that that's fine but like i'm talking like I don't know. And I'm not even saying like physically because people live with physical disabilities all the time and they're fine. But like the trauma of what happened to you. Oh that's, my that's, God. Yes. That's also what I'm talking about as far as like quality. I would literally be looking over my shoulder all the oh time. God. Yeah. Cause they kidnap these people in like from closets, from your own fucking home sometimes from garages. No, 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 no. I'd, I'd be in a padded cell forever. Same. Yep. And I talk, we talk about that all the time with like these horror movies and they like they end and they're all like the birds are chirping and it's sunny mm. and they pan out. I'm like, no, no. Right. My ass would be especially like in these possession movies where they're not possessed anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. I'd be locked no. up in a church somewhere forever. Exactly. You'd be like, I am a nun now. Take care of me. <laughs> I am a celibate mute nun. <laughs> I know that they're all the same as far as celibate nuns, but like literally like I will not talk. I'm going to eat <laughs> only the things that like the Bible says to eat. Like literally. <laughs> I swear, Jesus, anything you want me to do, I'm there. Exactly. Oh, God. So like and again, you live for what? You know? after this yeah Mm -mm. or amanda she's like i'm gonna be the next jigsaw that bitch is traumatized too she's fucked up as shit she's so fucked up i mean i was actually thinking about that when they when we're doing the background stuff and jigsaw and amanda are talking in the past about how he he wants all of her he wants her whole body soul and all this stuff and i'm sitting there going that's really abusive like that Mm -hmm. is just 
complete Stockholm and totally abusive. And here, like, that was before she got sent in a second time to risk her life and try to survive again, okay? So I'd be like, how many times is he going to fucking do this? How many times are you going to deal with him sending you into these fucking pits and shit? No. The minute a man says, you have to surrender your entire, every cell of your body to me, I'd be like, I'm out. Right. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. That that is a red flag, ladies. Or men. Or they, them. Whatever you are... Red flag. Out. Get out. (laughs) Because that is, like you said, that is abusive. And that's not something, like, we, and again, this was a different time, but, like, it's been romanticized. Like, give Mm -hmm. your all to me. I'll be your everything if you're my everything. Fuck off. Yeah, it almost, (laughs) it almost feels like a pimp abusive. Like, I'm your everything, but I need you to go out and do this shit for me. No. Hell no. Mr. Old Man ain't got an able body anymore, so yeah, he's going to abuse this woman who has been a self-harming suicidal <laughs> addict with yeah. a presumably, because she even says basically no parental figure in her life, you know? Yeah, like, like this is, ex- like he is grooming her. I mean, down to, this is the same thing pedophiles do. He is grooming her to do whatever he needs. Gross. Yeah, and and then the movie makes it out to be, like, very, like, sweet, but it it's... Yeah, like a father-daughter relationship, but I don't know of any fathers that say you need to surrender your whole body and soul to me. Like, that's gross. Yeah, for like a little while, it kind of, it doesn't really necessarily feel sexual or romantic at all, but like it, it's definitely weird. Yeah. You know? Very weird. Which is funny because I was reading in trivia that I guess they tried to spend a lot of, they spent like a week or something together just hanging out and getting to know each other, the actual actors, so that they would actually feel close when they did these scenes together. And I'm like, I don't know, I still don't feel it. It still feels weird. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Tobin Bell, I think, is a pretty good actor. Um, And Mm -hmm. that was the thing. Like, I didn't feel like either one of them were bad. It just didn't feel, like, natural. Yeah. And that could have been on the direction and or the script, though. It's true. It's true. Because I I did not like the way that she was written specifically because I felt like it was way over the top. Agreed. She seemed so crazy. Whereas we saw her in the second one and she seemed fairly together to get through this situation she wasn't crazed she's crazed in this one and they're trying to show it's very like mental illness is is what is showing through for her like very much you know they bring in this they kidnap this doctor they need to bring her back to their facility because jigsaw needs a doctor because obviously he's dying of brain cancer we found we've known that since what the first one yeah and he needs a doctor and they're going to basically hook her up to an explosive device and that is linked to his heart rate so if he flatlines she also dies and so while she's there he is intentionally showing her more attention and affection to make amanda jealous and like push her buttons and push her to essentially madness yes and it is showing the worst parts of her mental illness because you know she's mentally ill we've seen now she mm-hmm. was a cell like i said a self-harming suicidal addict Yes, but then that brings up, I know we just talked about how abusive he is to her, and we're talking about it right now, but going back to the fact that he's grooming her, it's also the opposite of, it's like, you know, she says that she started hurting herself again in the second one, so he threw her in into this Saw game. Okay, so now we find out, trigger warning, she is self-harming she's cutting herself again and she's doing it in a place where he can't see it but at the same time is she doing that just to get away with it or is she doing that also because is he gonna throw me into one of his games again if he finds out that i'm fucked up again 
Because that's what I would constantly think. I would think that I could never be less than perfect or he would throw me into one of his statistic games. I mean, that's a like clear, logical line of reasoning. Yeah. He's not someone you can, like, Trust. that's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Like... That's what he does. He thinks that he he plays God. Yes. It, which is not his place. Like, if you actually... And that's the thing, like... Which... And this is like a, a conversation... This is just a fucking movie, but like... <laughs> he takes these people who have mental issues and drug habits and all these things. And he puts them in these horrible situations. Uh, to put it lightly, these literal torture devices mm-hmm. to make them appreciate their lives why don't you pay for them to go to therapy motherfucker <laughs> right or like this one we have a couple that just lost their son in a terrible tragedy and he's like okay but now you're gonna go through the gauntlet again what the fuck right so the another basically a i'd say subplot but it's kind of like like a main second plot. The plot. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we have this man who is basically a subject for this game that's going on the whole time. He's a victim, but he's not necessarily being put into a torture device. Like Kristen said, his son was killed by a drunk driver. And they have kidnapped him. And there have been all of these people along the way who he feels have wronged him and his son and he has been harboring all this anger and resentment towards and it's basically to the point where he doesn't live his life he neglects his daughter and his marriage and his wife is horribly depressed and which is fair and that's one of my biggest problems like he's taking these people like I think anybody would be going through this who had just tragically lost a anybody but especially Mm -hmm. a child yes I mean there are what almost all marriages end in divorce after the death of a child because some party in the situation is being blamed for it like whether the mother should have been there with him whether the father should have been there with him we don't know but somebody is usually blamed for it that and people cope with tragedy so differently like Mm -hmm. some people just isolate to the point where they just just withdraw so much the other person's not being supported right and the other person just can't you know what I mean? Right. Which is kind of the situation we end up in. Not to spoil it, but also this movie has been out for a while. And I'm sure a lot of people have watched Saw. The the doctor that has been brought in to save, not really save, but help Jigsaw is the wife in this scenario. The mother in this scenario. And we don't find that out until basically the end. But what she is doing is, yes, you can tell she's probably been very neglected and she is cheating on her husband with somebody who is giving her attention. And she's on antidepressants and Mm -hmm. very at her job. She's a doctor and she's even had performance issues like she's very absent. And she even comes in to like save somebody last minute. And they were like, where the fuck were you? Right. Like, that's a big deal. It was a little it was a little boy. She just lost her son three years ago, we find out. But three years after losing a child, I feel like is nothing, especially when you see that the family's not actually dealing with it. You don't see any sort of therapy. You see the father still lashing out at his daughter when she takes toys from his son's room. Like they're not dealing with anything. No. And it's so sad because you've got their little girl who's probably what, eight, nine or younger. And she's reaching out for comfort and no one's there for her. She's basically just left to deal with this on her own too. Yeah. So what does she want to do? Well, she probably misses her brother. So she goes and takes a stuffed animal from his room to feel comforted and she gets yelled at for it. That's so sad. Yeah. It was her brother too. Exactly. And I feel like that's something that I don't, I don't know if this happens in real life and I, my heart breaks if it does in real life but I do know it's something that they show in movies a lot that's something that happens in Stand By Me it happens in this it happens in a lot of films when parents lose a child but they still have another one around they treat the second child like they like they're not feeling any pain either like they don't realize that that was their sibling as well it wasn't just your son or daughter it happened in it too exactly exactly yeah. Bill. 
for the Georgie. Anyway. Poor Georgie. I know. So we have this family dynamic and the father has really been the one that has harbored the anger. So we have all of these different emotions, the woman depression and the father anger. And he's harbored this anger at everyone involved. Obviously the driver that killed his son. Right. Fair. And then we also have this woman who witnessed it, but fled the scene and would not come forward during the court case. Right. And also the judge only sentenced the driver to six months. Right. Which you get longer for that just for being caught drunk driving sometimes. Yeah. I also would like to talk about the race and sexism part of this. So first of all, the drunk driver was a black man and I'm, I'm not trying to start anything. But at the same time, getting six months for killing a little boy, I don't see how that would actually happen to a black man. I'm not saying that he deserves or doesn't deserve more jail time. That's not where I'm going with it. What I'm saying is the fact that the color of his skin probably would have allotted him a hell of a lot more jail time than six months. No, you're right, especially up compared to a white person. Did you know that there is a black woman in jail for literally like it's a really long time part of me wants to say 20 years I I don't want to say I'm exaggerating but I could be because she put her she lied and put her son in a better school district that's bullshit like that's that's exactly what I'm talking about that I find it interesting that this movie did that because we also have the fact that i know we haven't gotten to it yet but the only there are three people here the judge the woman that fled the scene and this black man who killed his son and the only one that gets saved is the white judge right he does end up dying but the woman gets to freeze naked freeze her fucking ass off the black man gets to have his neck twisted around and all his bones broken, but the white judge gets to be saved. Right. I mean, that's pretty typical. It is typical. It's also really fucking sad. Are you fucking kidding me right now? And I'm not even saying that the judge should have died. I mean, none of these people should have died, but at the same time, I guess if anybody, I can accept the drunk driver that killed your son. I can get that one. The fucking female witness, and he, like, takes forever to try to get around to finally trying to save her, and by that time, she's fucking frozen to death. It's like, come on, dude. Are you kidding me right now? She's really that much of a threat to you? Yeah, so his, basically, his whole, their whole test with him is to present him. He's wanted these people basically dead all of them for Mm -hmm. three years now and basically jigsaw is giving him that opportunity he's gonna kill them for him or he presents him with the opportunity to save each one basically for free you know except for the last one which you find out a little bit later and this first one is the the woman and she is chained up in this literally sub-zero refrigerated room naked and being sprayed with freezing cold water so she's gonna freeze to death if he doesn't help her and all he has to do is reach behind these bars these metal bars and grab a key he can basically unshackle her get her down and save her life part of me understands because this is the first time he's seeing this and realizing basically what these challenges are so he's being hit with a lot of like processing you know what i mean right at the same time There's a literal human life in front of you that you could save. Begging for your help while she is freezing to death. She starts off by saying, I'm so cold. She's fucking butt-ass naked. Which, by the way, they gave her a merkin to wear to, like, save her some. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Why'd she have to be naked at all? It's fucked up. Yeah. You could have left her clothes on and still sprayed her with water and she still would have been frozen. So... I don't accept that, and this scene pisses me off as a woman. This is bullshit. Even a bra, you know? She would have still frozen to death. Yeah, exactly. But she's literally... He walks in going, oh my god, it's cold. He's got, like, three fucking layers on. She's naked, begging for help, and he's still like, no, you left the scene when my son died. Okay, because she's human. She fucking made a mistake. 
She didn't kill your son. Help her. Well, and that's what she said. She said, I'm sorry, I'm human, you know. And I totally understand the concept. And this is where it gets, it's hard because like, you you know, had someone killed my son, I mean, I've talked about this before. I would burn cities to the fucking ground. You know what I mean? Right. It's hard. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, this was an accident. Nobody went after your child. You know what right. I mean? Right. So it's hard to find compassion in such pain when especially your child was taken from you in such a violent way, you know, but he does to whatever credit you want to give him. He does go for the key and he fucking leans his face against these metal bars. Have you never seen a Christmas story? (laughs) (laughs) He is so fucking dumb. Like I said, he's in like three layers. He has a jacket that's like halfway zipped. Take the fucking jacket off. Put it against the bars, then put your face there and try to get the fucking key. That scene right there is actually why Connor hates this one. Because this guy is just so dumb. Yeah, it's so interesting because he married like this brilliant doctor and he just has this oh, air of like <laughs> stupid about him. Oh like, my mind. god, yeah. Like I'm sure part of it is shrouded in like grief and pain and revenge. But he is just like the whole time you're like, Ugh. yes, you're so stupid. Yes. So we lose her. By the time he gets the key, she's literally coated in ice. He couldn't get to that lock even if he wanted to. Yeah. Well, he does. But you know what I mean? Like, he the can't get to the lock. The lock is covered in ice. Yeah. Exactly. So he moves on. And the next room he gets to is this judge. And he's at the bottom of this giant fucking, what do you want to, like, what would you call it? Like, I would, bin pan yeah i would call it like a silo yeah but it's for fluids it's nasty it's disgusting yes this one whew, gross so he's at he's chained by the well it's not really even a chain it's like a cuff by the neck to the bottom of it on his back and these giant pig carcasses are going through this grinder basically and all of their like juices and bodily fluids are being shot out on top of this judge so eventually he's going to be covered by this and they're not like fresh they're like maggoty and bloated and gross oh yeah the smell has got to just be i mean you can tell they're like having like visceral reactions this is a terrible fucking way to die he's basically gonna drown in this rotted putrid slime gross i think out of all of these even though it would be ridiculously painful i would have taken the freeze to death one oh absolutely i'd take the freeze to death one yep 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 because the last one too like at first i was like i think i would like out of all of them would prefer this one the least but then i'm also thinking about the next one and i'm like mm. yeah no that's terrible no the freeze to death like yes Ugh, god i hate the cold and it's painful for a while but eventually you're gonna go numb and then your heart's gonna stop and you're done be fairly quick yeah but man while you're feeling it that's gonna Ooh, hurt yeah. so because f- i mean it hurts real bad just getting wind burn bro like when it's cold and yeah winter. or like sticking your hand in cold water or ice or oh yeah Ugh. I mean this movie is pretty creative as far as the pain goes it is that is actually the fun part about Saw is watching people die like I know that's a terrible way to put it but it's it's creative which my mom she was like the fact that there are people that can write this and it's in their brains <laughs> proves that the, like know, she's like talking about like people that they're psychopaths evil. <laughs> yeah like I don't know. I think I could probably think of some really, like, fucked up shit if I really tried hard enough. Oh, hells yeah. Like I said, I'm one of those people, like, if you if you kill my son, oh, yeah, I could do some terrible, disgusting things to you. Mm-hmm. You're just just not to around. the witness. Yeah. Yeah. For the judge. Yeah. Well, yeah, I could probably put you in that rack to have your head turned around. 
Yeah. Yeah, I I think I would probably only do the neck part. Yes, exactly. I think I have a limit on like wickedness. It depends on like if they tortured and killed my son, then oh yeah, you're getting parts oh. cut off. <laughs> oh true, but if it was like an irresponsible accident or something yeah. and you were drinking and driving, like I still think you deserve a horrible death. But not I that horrible. It, right. Not as horrible as this guy got. Yeah. This is really sad. So this is another thing I don't really like that I think Jigsaw is like, he again thinks he's God. Like, what yes. is the harm in this man keeping his kid stuffed animals? Can I just say? No, I totally agree. I think that this is the room that I would falter on. He makes him, he says, you can save the judge if you burn your dead son's belongings because you're including holding pictures, on. including pictures are hanging in there. How fucked up is that? Yeah. He's like, you're holding on. First of all, as you know, I have never lost a child, of course, but like even just losing my dad, like three years was fucking nothing. It's been 10 years now mm-hmm. and I'm still like, that shit sucks. Mm-hmm. But a child and three years, that is just a blip on the fucking radar of grief. Fuck off. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he was just a cat to people, but I've talked about losing Jumby. You know, he's like my son. And he got into paint one time when I was painting my wall and got a paw print stuck on it. And I literally tore a chunk out of the wall, took that paw print with me. And I swear to God, if I lose that, I will, I don't even know what I'll do. That's so sad. I would hate it. And then he makes, and the guy, I mean, he burns it to save this person, which like, that's, I mean, the right thing to do, like morally and ethically, but he had to burn his kid's shit. Somebody put him in the position to have to burn his, his kid's stuff mm-hmm. to save a human life. That's not yes. fair. No, it's fucked up. I can't keep a fucking teddy bear and save the dude. Come on. Right. And you can't keep the most important one, which is this pig that his daughter was sleeping with in the beginning. And that's the one that has the fucking key. That's like the last one that burns and then the key finally falls. And it's like, wow, what a fucking asshole. So you could have kept some of it and just burned the pig. Right. Whatever. Fuck Jigsaw. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And like, you know, as like a middle schooler, I was like, Jigsaw is the man, you know? <laughs> no, yeah. fuck Jigsaw. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't think he was a man because like, you know, he says I'm not a murderer. I think murder is what like deplorable or some shit. No, yeah. you're a fucking murderer. Yeah, exactly. Just because you don't pull the trigger and make people do it themselves. They wouldn't have committed suicide without you. So Exactly. If you're not a murderer, then I guess Manson's not a murderer, and I don't believe that shit either. Yeah, semantics. Right. Tomato, tomato, you know. You're a murderer. Anyways, so he gets the judge out, and they go to this next room, which actually has the driver that killed his son. And he is rigged into this machine where his... Feet are in these mechanics and his arms and his head and he they twist basically and they will twist 360 degrees. So they'll go from start to start basically yes, all the way around and in a very short amount of time they'll start with his arms and then they'll go to his legs and then they'll go to his head and to get the key he has to basically... This one was weird to me. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm an idiot. But he has to basically deal with a a fucking gun, like pull the trigger on a gun. Yes. But it's also like in a plexiglass box where he can just like wrap his, his hand around the side and grab it without getting a shot. I also was like, so how's it going to stop if he kills himself? Also that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did, and and he didn't fucking check to see where the judge was standing. So he shot the judge. Yeah, he did. On accident, allegedly. And now he can't find the keyhole. Can't find the hole. Happens to everyone, right? It do. Yeah. (laughs) And this is after the poor guy has broken his arms. Like, bones snapping out of the skin. And legs. 
and we're legs. just on the head now. Yeah. Like what I agree like if he had got him out of there before it snapped his neck, what is your quality of life after that? Can you even really fix those bones? Yeah. And again, not saying that people that are like paralyzed can't have a good quality of life, but it comes with that horrendous pain, the trauma of what happened to you. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's just like it's awful and also a question how was he gonna get him the fuck out with snapped bones coming also out also every... that exactly like he's gonna call 911 oh, right like, <laughs> like who's thinking this through jigsaw <laughs> no have any ambulance on standby so he basically didn't save anyone no i mean he tried so yeah Kind of, like, at the last possible second, he tried. So they kind of say he passed, you know. Yeah, she literally says that. Amanda literally says, he passed the third test. And I'm like, okay. He fired the gun, you know. He tried. I guess they want him to try, which is, like, the point, you know. Yeah. They want him to get around to accepting forgiveness and trying. But the last thing that this whole fucking thing you find out has been a test for Amanda. Yes. Because. Try to let somebody live. Yeah. And also because she's been murdering people and not giving them an opportunity to get out of the situation that they put them in. And he doesn't vibe with that. Yes. In fact, we see when we were originally talking about the partner or whoever that was with detective matthews that's been worried about him because they can't find him she ends up getting kidnapped by amanda and she gets these things infused with her ribs that she's supposed to get a key and unlock it and then she can get down off this harness but she can't because they're with her ribs how the fuck are you supposed to get that out also it literally says you hear Jigsaw's tape and it says the key that has been dropped in the acid, you know, it'll dissolve within seconds and it gets dropped in before she's even woken up. Yeah. That was something else I didn't understand too, because if you have something in your ribs, what is unlocking anything going to do? Right. Nothing. Yeah. She's a murderous bitch. Just, like, a creative murderer. (laughs) Yeah. You know? So. And he doesn't like that because he wants everyone to have the opportunity to live. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he is testing her. And he, basically, what she doesn't know is he gave the guy an opportunity. His last opportunity gave him a loaded gun. And remember, he's been, like, building up all this resentment and hate for this doctor with her the whole time. hmm And so she takes a gun, and she's fucking done lost it by the end of this. Because Jigsaw's had this, what we've been seeing kind of cutting back and forth is they've done, he's been doing real bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real bad. He's having like seizures and stuff. The meds that he is on to help with the pain don't work because they're not hospital grade meds. So he's not doing good at all. And so she says, you know, they force Lynn, this doctor, to perform basically a like subpar surgery to relieve the pressure on his brain. And so she does and at this point after the surgery is successful she basically thinks that she's being replaced right which is just she's just mad jealous and threatens her life and like with a gun she's like i'm a fuck you i'm fucking done with you like why is she so important to you she's losing her mind and he's like uh could you just like not you know, chill He's out. like, she is not important to me. She's important to you. She holds your life in her hands. And it's like, okay, how? What's going to happen? What was so frustrating is, like, when he says something, like, she's important to you. You need to make sure she's alive or whatever. You know the game. You know mm-hmm. him. 
when he says something, you need to fucking listen to him. Yes, that frustrated me as well. Like, if you just listen to what he's fucking saying, you know exactly what you need to do. And, but she's just, like, gone totally. She's gone at this point. Like, and she's just, like, refusing to listen to him. And she shoots her. Mm Mm-hmm. And literally right as Jeff, our guy that has been going around trying to save these people, walks in, Lynn has tried to walk out, get shot, and literally falls into his arms. And remember, that's his wife. Mm -hmm. And that's how this is all tied together. So he walks in, sees who shot his wife, and fucking shoots her. Yes, he does. Right in the neck. One shot kills amanda like she doesn't die immediately there's enough time for john to basically explain that he was testing her the whole time because john's like lynn's test you know that was actually yours because i knew that you were unwilling to let people live and i didn't want a murderer to continue my fucking legacy right so then he turns to jeff and is like you can forgive me And I'll call an ambulance for Lynn if you've learned your lesson. Or you can kill me. And basically he's like, I forgive you. And then kills him. But remember, the explosive device around Lynn's neck is rigged to his heart rate. So if he dies, she dies. And you're so frustrated because if he had just, like he did with every one of these people before. If he had just given it up. Because she's still alive. Mm Mm-hmm. If he, he had just saved his wife, if he had just turned away from John and turned toward his wife to help her, mm-hmm. this would have been avoided. But he kills John, thus his wife dies. Yes, and we get to find out at the end that John also holds the life of his daughter because he has also kidnapped their only living child, their daughter, and he is the only one that knows where she is. And. He just killed him. So he's also a child murderer. That's cool. No. Just kidnapper. He doesn't I know, because this, this nine-year-old needs to find the joie de vivre again in her life, right? <laughs> right. God, come on, man. What is she supposed to do to get out of this to, to feel better about her life? Nothing. She is going to die in a hole all by herself. Right. I mean, he did say you have to face another test to save her, but, you know, he's not going to. Yeah. Like, not going to save her. Yeah. And he could have done that test with his wife. Oh, my God. Now he has to do it all all alone. Yeah. And what uh, what else pissed me off, too, is, like, when he was talking, this is kind of backtracking a little bit, but when he was talking to Lynn, he kept telling her, like, you're on antidepressants with every advantage but refusing to advance, blah, blah, blah. People can be depressed and have billions in the bank. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's another narrative I really don't like about the Saw movies is like, you know, the whole Jigsaw thing is like, you have everything and you're still depressed and you take it for granted because I had it worse. He does the whole pain Olympics thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he sees someone that in his mind is doing worse off than he did because his wife died, you know, and he's like, I'm going to fucking torture you. You know what I mean? And it's like, get over your... Get, because you had something terrible happen to you. You're going to now torture people. And, like, I get it. You want to, like, make people appreciate this. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Again, start a charity <laughs> to pay for therapy for people. Don't shame people for being on antidepressants because their kid died. Mm-hmm. And just drives me nuts. Because <laughs> that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Like the guy with the hooks, he was in prison. Yep. He was you like, you You only feel safe behind bars or with chains or something. I'm like, yeah, there's lots of people that only feel safe there. It happens all the time. Because <laughs> the American prison system is slavery. They don't set you up for success. Right. You know I mean? So like, where else would you want to be? Where you're getting three meals a day and you have a nice warm place to sleep? I would rather be there. Yeah. 
especially when you come out and there's nothing, there's no one to help you and the programs are shit and no one will hire you. And, and you it, have that stigma of being in prison. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if you're like, I've changed, I'm ready to do good. It's like, oh, but you have a record. Yep. Like, you know, and that's what the thing, like, you know, when, when it was back then, especially like with when you're young, it's like, he just wants you to appreciate your life, man. Like, mm-hmm. Fuck that. Looking you know? at it as an adult, you're like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Literally I telling can... it. Someone like, you're on antidepressants, but you're refusing to advance and you have every advantage. She lost a child. And I, yeah. like, I'm on antidepressants and I'm, like, pretty well, like, you know, not doing too bad. Like, you know, I just bought a house and, like, you know, sometimes I'm miserable at my job, you know. But people can be depressed. It's fine. Yes. It's, like, it's the human condition. We, because the fact that we know these feelings and we know what's wrong and we have that clarity... It, of course, is going to make us depressed sometimes. Also, we live in a country that manufactures it. <laughs> also that. So, And we deal with doctors that just hand it out because they don't want to deal with their patients or they have too many patients to deal with or, or, or. There are so many other problems, Jigsaw. Start a charity and give it out for free. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I mean, again, and, and like I said, I have some problems. Like, they made Amanda, like, really dramatic, you know, and she was definitely, like, it seemed like they were portraying, like, some sort of borderline personality disorder or bipolar disorder, especially with the self-harming, the erratic behavior, you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> okay, and the addiction and stuff, and I'm not saying that's what they were going for, but it's like they shifted her character so quickly. Mm-hmm. to the being o- a badass to totally unstable the only thing that i will say in favor of some of that stuff is and and it's part of why i like the saw series so much is they this has a longer timeline than what you're seeing so there's the next like four movies are all around the same people and there's more story behind it than what we're seeing in just this one yeah and you know I think that that's definitely needed because when you have I'm not you know they try to it's also it's kind of it's a weird like yeah dissonance they have they tried it's like they tried to make a really deep character but then made her shallow at the same time you know that's how I felt because they wanted like a really emotionally deep character that had all these issues and problems and they wanted to draw on that but then I felt like it was just kind of a a throw-in for you know it they wanted her to have issues and be this problem you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. it's and that's it's probably why they kept going. It's almost like we had to go down this rabbit hole. But sometimes when you go down the rabbit hole, you start going and going and going and then you get lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I would have to reserve some of my judgment for rewatching them because I think I re- I, I had it all the way from four to five. Like I said, I think I got a little lost at like six. That one just got all muddled for me. <laughs> but I, I remember, I don't know, Kristen, if you is if it's five, the one where there's a bunch of people in a room and they're all tied to the same like line or string and they're all trying to run to the other side of the room. Is that four or five? I don't remember in order which ones they are. Like I remember there's one where it's a guy at an insurance company and there's like some younger interns that are on a merry-go-round. I don't remember which one that is. I remember that there's one where we get back to our detective Matthews and his partner is trying to save him, but he's not listening to Jigsaw. I don't remember which one that is, but I, I do know like the broad strokes about what happens in them. I was right. Saw five is the one where they are um, in the room with the things and the tied up and the, with the things around their neck. Where they're supposed to help each other? Yep. Yes. That's another one that I I really liked that one, the the teamwork aspect of it that they don't actually do, but they could have, and they would have made it through. And I think the fourth one, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, is the guy that has to shove his face through knives. That one's fun. (laughs) That one's fun. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to continue to go through the series, which I'm sure we'll do unless we 
quit, but I don't see that happening. So, (laughs) you know, we'll see where that goes. But I mean, I just need to continue to watch them anyways, because I really like James Wan, especially, you Mm -hmm. know, as a producer. And these are huge movies. I mean, just talking about the budget, it had a $10 million budget and it made $164.9 million at the box office. These were these were major when these came out, obviously. Yeah. I mean, mean, we have another one coming out this year. Yeah. Saw 2 had a $4 million budget. Oh, my God. So it just kept, I don't know what Saw had, but I know it was like a pet project. Yeah. It was nothing. I mean, not a pet project. I mean, it was, you know, his his baby pretty much. I mean, he had to take it to several different countries. Yeah. To to get it made so i'm but i'm sure it didn't have that much of a budget because it was you know kind of a a starter project essentially mm-hmm. let's see 1.2 million so you can tell how much these grew from 1.2 million to 4 million to 10 million i'm sure it just yeah. went up from there i'm really interested to see what they do with it this time around with the new release i i'm gonna have to watch all of them before that comes out because i gotta keep up you know yeah, that's why I watched Jigsaw this year, because I wanted to be ready for the new one for Spiral. What would you grade this one? Oh, you know, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly a middle-of-the-road Saw movie, so probably a three. I do like the fact that they're, as we're going through the Saw series, that we're seeing more storylines in it though it's less about the let's just watch people get tortured yeah so i the reason that i was like uh because like my first instinct was i wanted to go to a four but like i really i it's that is emotional so i think that as far as like a movie goes i would also go towards a three at being middle of the road but it is enjoyable so as far as rotten tomatoes goes this is interesting critics gave it a 28 percent with 92 critic reviews now here's where it gets interesting (laughs) audience score with 250,000 plus gave it a 71 damn i mean you i'm not saying they don't often get you know a little off on those but typically it's a lot closer between the critics and the audience so and usually the critic is higher but people fucking love these movies so the audience score is really high and the critic score is pretty low so you know i just i would say three as far as quality of the actual film goes and as far as like my personal attachment to the movie a little bit higher but i'd probably say three three and a half yeah, that's honestly when you asked me what I was thinking too is, is like I this is probably one of my favorites honestly in the the whole series of Saw, so I want to give it a 4 as well, but I just can't movie-wise. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you being here as always. And if you would like to follow us and keep up with us on social medias, we post so much. Most of our social media is just like, hey, we posted this today because it's like three (laughs) times a week. But you can keep up with us on those. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is the Extra Sisters. And if you would like extra content, you can head over to Patreon or special announcements, things like that. It is patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. And next time. The power of evil is no longer in the hands of a child. Till then, stay creepy.